When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Creeps in the Crypt. As always, I am Eric, and I am joined by... This is Christian. And Sam. I was ready for it. You were. You were, like, on the fucking money that time. <laughs> it's like, oh, shit, that's aggressive. Always. always. You don't Eric. know this by now? Yes. <laughs> She's in go mode at all times now. So, it's that wonderful time of year again. Where we lose all of our Halloween decorations slash the, home decor. All the pumpkins are gone. All the garland and Crete trees go up and they pull Mariah Carey out of her stasis chamber. She's th- she thawed out all of November. Her and Michael Buble. <sighs> Just ready to pierce your ears with their Christmas bullshit. Oh my God. So, Do- I like Michael Buble. I don't see you defending Mariah Carey, though. You know the scariest thing in the world is? I like Michael Buble. <laughs> she, you, they can put her back in her crypt. Yeah. I mean, I like the one Christmas song. But as far as calling her the queen of Christmas, absolutely the fuck not. Well, it's not even her song. I know. But she's getting She's getting fucking paid off that shit. Literally. She could literally never do a single thing ever again. Of that song alone. she I don't think she ever has. She hasn't. We like, she did that song, and then that they they put her in like a tomb and rolled the door back every November 23rd. I told you, they defrost her. Yeah. Like a fucking turkey. <laughs> you know what the scariest thing in the world is? What? Working in retail during Christmas. Oh, yeah, dude, that shit sucks. Yeah, no, I'm good. Hard pass. I did that for way too long. We and Sam worked at the same hotel, and they would play the same loop. Of Christmas music. I wanted to stab my fucking ears. Dude, don't even get me started on that shit. As somebody that worked in mall retail. Oh, no. That's just bad. Like, for years? No fucking thank you. Could never. No fucking thank you. Could never. It honestly kind of made me stop liking Christmas because I would be like, over the songs, as soon as they would come on the radio, I'd be like, no, stop. Accurate. There's a whole station that plays nothing but that shit right now on the radio. Dude, they started like before Thanksgiving. I I do not listen to Christmas music before Thanksgiving. I find it disrespectful. It is. 
So I hope all of you creeps had an amazing Thanksgiving in time with your families. I got drunk. I got food drunk. Does that count? Yeah, I was in yeah. a food coma. I was drunk. Mm. I ate like half my meal. <laughs> and, I and then took you drank the other half. <laughs> I drank the other half. Absolutely did. I made there a really yummy cocktail though, and I wanted it all. And I tried to drink it all. <laughs> by by cocktail you mean the whole bottle, right? No, like I actually made like a pitcher. Oh God. And so a whole bottle. Two bottles. Two. Did you succeed? No. Oh. No. I would have. Did you black out and piss your pants? No. Uh, well, then you're still winning. <laughs> what is that like a fucking? Oh, okay, good. I was like, is that a goal? Because that is not something that I'm with. No, that's where you don't want to be. But somehow, <laughs> just everywhere before that's cool. I yeah. laid down with Ag on the couch and out. We were both go. passed the fuck out. I believe it. Well, folks, it's that time to reveal the winner of our final cold case tech giveaway. This was fun. This I was a good it. experience. Um, so our winner for this week, off of working off a of sheer volume alone, uh, Little Miss Hazel Eyes thirty seven. You are our winner Yay! this week. So be looking out for a message from us uh, from the Instagram account. And we will get your address and info and send you uh, the third and final cold case deck giveaway. Make sure um, you guys are checking your spam folders when we send you a yeah, message. Yeah, because Instagram is bad about hiding that, unfortunately. But just be on the lookout for that little Miss Hazel Eyes 37, and we will ship you out your cold case deck. I saw side. This has been fun. I like it. <coughs> it has it has been fun. It's been a little daunting, especially with this third and final deck. Yeah, um, it was. We pulled two cards last week, uh, the main card and then a backup. And then I had to pull three more fucking cards before it was all said and done with. Mm-hmm. Damn, you almost had a hand of poker. Yeah, I almost did. Have a flop. Is what is that? Uh, no, the episode would have flopped because. Oh, we wouldn't have. oh! I thought that was like a poker term. It is. Oh, it, it is. But I'm I saying the episode would. Yeah. The flop is the last part. Oh. But yeah, it was. There were when I say there were, like slim pickings. This much of an article on. One of them. Sam's spacing her fingers out about three inches. Hey, some people you know. can get off on three inches, and they're good. Well, we, we, we got 50 minutes to fill, so... No, that's not enough for three inches. I'm sorry. No, three inches does not cut it. No. They are too short it to ride been the ride. three-inch premature ejaculator of an episode. It would have been the, like two minutes. <laughs> just a tip and... Uh, and that's it. And then you just go home sad. Insufficient time. Mm. Couldn't even do a mini soda out of it. Literally, no. I could do a TikTok. You should. I do have all the decks. There you go. You got so. lots of time on our break. Day. I have all day tomorrow. There you go. 
Do some TikToks. Just mass record those bitches. We like does her makeup look this? Just yes, change, it does. Just change. Nope. Yeah, no we don't. Change. We don't have time like these other content creators where they they just have ample amount of free time. Hell to no, just do our these makeup fucking... is expensive. I ain't taking that shit off. I'm not wasting makeup. Are you kidding me? Uh, no. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying there's these creators that'll post like five fucking episodes a day, and I'm just like, or TikToks. Well, a they day. also change their makeup too. Yeah, which is and insane. and reels. They'll post like five reels, and I'm just like, what the fuck is even happening? Could never. So, without further ado, Sam, let's uh, let's unveil our last cold case deck topic from Florida. So, this one is the Seven of Spades. Her name is Alicia Dorothy Suarez, and this one, this one was still a challenge. There was more than the others that we pulled. But I'm surprised I got what I got from it because most of it is from Alicia's sister Carolyn's like point of view. Is that it's not it's not like so an she's om- the main source on this? Yeah, it's not like an omniscient source where you're like looking down and you can see all the pieces. It's Carolyn telling her side her perspective yeah so that's what a lot of that a lot of what i have is so i mean it's still it's still a lot it it was just difficult to i don't know i don't know what i'm trying to say like you do love a challenge but not that hard i do love a challenge and this one definitely challenged me yeah but a lot it's just a lot of it's from carolyn's like her perspective of growing up with Alicia and all that. Gotcha. It's not like this. You're not like looking down into the story. You're like in it. Is that, is that a good? You're at eye level. Yeah. It's not like the, all the other ones are weird. Like you can like see all the working parts. Yeah. Because it's, it, this is not a case where hundreds of true crime podcast and yeah, bloggers have like looked into the case and have broken it down and put a nice little bow and package for us to like literally regurgitate cold case project website two college students wrote papers on alicia suarez shout out to them uh and a podcast episode is what i (laughs) <laughs> shit her sources were limited <laughs> so but thankfully the uh the one that you sent mm-hmm. had family interviews and i pulled some i pulled a lot more information from those interviews yeah Salem, where the hell were you at you're the producer him zeeping yeah he, he was catnapping all day and he's catnapping again under the christmas tree being that cute's hard work man yeah, she's like, look, I run this shit. <laughs> He's here. To, we're here to make the content. He's here to just make sure it goes off without a hitch. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Alicia Dorothy Suarez is our seven of spades and the final one in our little mini series of the of the cold case segment. We still have one more that I'm really excited about. We well we got. We'll, we'll talk about that later. 
Anyway, so we're giving away our last cold case deck this this week, right? Mm. It starts. No, this is this Friday. is it. Yeah. No, this this is the last one. We just unveiled it. <laughs> I'm so stupid. <laughs> this, this is it. I bought, my brain has been like one behind the entire time. No, no, I, I, I <laughs> I've, I've been doing it to where we do the episode of the deck that we're giving away that week. I'm fine. Everything's fine. I think Sam just had a fucking stroke. I did okay. a little bit. I'm fine though. All right. <laughs> I don't smell burning popcorn, so I think we're good. Yeah. Wait, that would be you. Are you smelling burning popcorn? No. Okay. Is your is your left arm numb? No. Okay. I'm left handed. You don't look droopy. You don't look like droopy dog. So we're good. Okay. Well, then I guess we're all we're we're all in the clear. For there now. There you go. Alicia was just 23 years old when she was stabbed to death in her apartment, and then her home was set ablaze to cover it up. God damn, that went zero to a hundred real fucking quick. <laughs> so, this uh, harkens back to our first cold case episode quite a bit. Mm-hmm. A lot of it, actually. The more I, the more I like read into it, I was like, wow. Denise Johnson. Yeah, that's like. <laughs> but make it Florida. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it up a little bit more, and you have Alicia Suarez. There you go. Alicia Dorothy Suarez was born on February tenth, nineteen seventy nine, in Brooklyn, New York. She was the youngest of three. The middle was Lewis, and the oldest was Carolyn. Well, I guess is because they're still alive. Alicia's mom struggled to provide and protect their, her three kids, so a lot of the responsibility fell on Carolyn to tend to Alicia in her early childhood. Their mom had a a lot of men coming in and out, kind of like a revolving door, just in and out, in and out, which opened the door to a lot of abuse and trauma. Carolyn took a lot, she took the brunt, of it all in order to protect Alicia. They, the three of them had kind of created their own little family dynamic between the three of them and just kind of like left their mom out because it would be like, I think in an interview, Carolyn said that it would be days sometimes they wouldn't see their mom. Things came to a head when Alicia was eight years old. They ended up having to go to court when one of her, one of their mom's boyfriends beat Carolyn pretty badly. Um, he wasn't even moved into their apartment for a month before this altercation occurred. So they, the mom and the boyfriend like got married, I think is what I read. Um, and then he moves into their apartment and just beats the fuck out of Carolyn. Jesus Christ. Death. I I wish someone would I wish a motherfucker would try me. Um thankfully their aunt in Florida stepped in and got them out of there, which their mom, Dorothy's sister, I think yeah, I think it was the maternal aunt, uh was like, You're taking their side. You're go you're like, you're not defending me. And she's like, bitch, no. Are you kidding me? You're a monster. Your track record's not great. Right. She was like, I'm taking my nieces and nephew and getting the fuck out of here. See you bye. Yeah, that's really fucked. It's the mom is so irrelevant and like, no, not irrelevant, but like, I don't even know her name. 
They never said her name anywhere in source material. Anywhere. Well, you can't get more relevant than that. I know. It's just like she. Carolyn just says like our mom. And doesn't. God damn. Yeah. Which I mean. Needless to say, she wasn't invited to the Thanksgiving. No, she wasn't. The kids ended up being split up. Carolyn went to live with one aunt. Lewis went with an uncle. And Alicia moved in with her aunt Dorothy Torres. Carolyn ended up moving back to New York to live with her dad. Carol, uh, Carolyn and Alicia had different dads. I'm not really sure where Alicia's dad was when all of this went down. When all this was like happening, it doesn't seem like he was present for Alicia. Gotcha. Um, Alicia had a very tight-knit group of friends down in Florida. They met at Liberty Middle School, and they continued their friendship from the day they met to uh, adulthood. So, like, until, well, until Alicia's murder. Uh, Kyleen Carreras, one of Alicia's friends, said about Alicia, like, I needed a ride one day, one night at 3 a.m., and Alicia, like, came and picked me up. She was always, like, super there for her friends reliable and the, the basically the mom of the group a is good, what a good fucking friend yeah she was optimistic and showed love she's compassionate had everything under control she didn't like to show weakness which same however her diary revealed a completely different alicia than the world got Alicia got a job at the local Dairy Queen on South Samoran Boulevard in Colonial. If I said that wrong, don't tell me. Don't come for us. <laughs> don't tell me. Just leave it. We butcher so many words in this fucking Literally, show. don't even tell me because. We're hard on a, on a vocabulary book. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> it was. Huh? It's a participation. Yeah. Participation trophy. That was yeah. so funny. That will never not be funny. I can't remember if that was like a throwback to the old show or. I think so. I think yeah. it was. I just want that audio bit. <laughs> so bad. I, I might have Jeff isolate that or something. <laughs> just to put as like a real Christian well, yeah. struggling hard. <laughs> and, and then Jeff, Christian, God damn it. It's participation. <laughs> At least she can say it now because we shamed her into you it. You did shame me into it. <laughs> Awful. It was around this time that Alicia met the love of her life. And his name is Caleb Rivera. They're 13 at the time. They are 13 years old. A little, little young to be pronouncing that's the love of your life, but... I mean, you know what? When you know, you know. And... I mean, I can't argue that. Yeah. No. So. They'd stay up late talking on the phone and they'd write little love letters to each other in school. Alicia's aunt and uncle thought that they were a little too young to be so, so much in love, like puppy love. Um, Alicia would get scared whenever she was caught talking on the phone with Caleb late at night. Like, not in, like, an abuse way, but, like, oh, shit, I got caught. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. 
1997, she graduated high school and moved into her own apartment and enrolled at Valencia Community College. And after many years of dating Caleb, so this was like five years at this point with Caleb because they met when they're 13 and 18. Yeah. They moved in together. And just one year later, Alicia gets pregnant. And their daughter, Clarissa, was born in May of 1998. Alicia was back at school that, just... That tells me what show that they watched a lot on, t- on TV. <laughs> mm. It well, wasn't even around then. Yeah, this is 98. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was around. Not in 98. Fucking reruns, dude. Nickelodeon played the shit out of that show. What show are you talking about? Clarissa explains it all. Oh, I thought you were talking about 16 and Pregnant. Yeah, that's what I thought, Oh, too. God. I was no. like, this is 98, dude. I don't watch dude. that drivel. Listen, I like that show. I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm it sorry. Prevented, you it, have shit taste in television, I also Sam. have shit taste in men, so. Well, you know. I don't know, I, I don't know how to help you fix that one. I religiously <laughs> watch the Jersey Shore every Thursday. You also have shit taste in television. I did not watch Jersey Shore, so you know religiously. What? You might be no, you're you're both trash. Um <laughs> If I had something to throw at you right now, I would throw it. Oh, okay, but it's okay if you watch my six hundred pound life where some dude is on there and some lady's talking about how yes. I need some grease and she's That's, eating a fucking whole piece madam, of it by herself. Madam, that is the fucking learning channel. I am learning. I learned not to get pregnant in my teenage years. Same. I'm, I'm going to yeah. not comment on any yeah. of that. Yeah, I learned I liked house music, so. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm not going to comment on any of that. That's a landmine that I d- am choosing not to step through. Continue on. <laughs> anyway, unfortunately, Caleb and Alicia parted ways. Their lives just kind of grew in opposite directions. Babies are stressful. They are. Um, just going to point it out like that. But Alicia, from the interviews that Carolyn gave Dealing Justice, um, it sounded like Caleb was Shout out to Dealing Justice, by the yes, way. Yes. Uh, it sounded like Caleb wasn't really ready to be a dad and didn't wasn't doing the things that he should have been doing. He, was, eight, he was 18. Yeah, he was baby still. So just kids having kids. Alicia was just kind of like, well, if you want if whenever you grow up, decide to grow up, like come talk to me. We'll we'll see what happens. So, but they did co-parent well. That's important. We love that. It was around this time that she got the, her job at a, as a bank teller at, at Colonial Bank. She kept a very tight schedule. She'd get up early, drop Clarissa off at her grandmother's house, open the bank, pick up her daughter after work, go home, cook dinner for her little fam, and at night would focus on schoolwork. She had a routine. Carolyn said she literally she was literally on no sleep. She never gave up about this time in Alicia's life. Alicia graduated from college and was still working at the bank. Clarissa is three at this time, 
and she meets this guy through mutual friends. His name is Angel. And despite what his name is, he is not an angel. Carolyn almost immediately saw red flags, as a big sister should. Alicia tells her that Angel's a Marine, and he's cool and nice and funny and all this stuff. And Carolyn asks if she's met his family yet. She tells, Alicia says, no, I haven't. But Angel does live with his sister, but she's bipolar and gets angry when people come over. Red flag. Yeah. Mm. So Carolyn advises Alicia to bring some baked goods over to Angel's house when he's not there. So she can meet his sister and be like, hey, just kind of like meet her. So because like she knew that she knew where the house is. So like Angel would drive to the house and be like, hey, wait in the car. I'll be right back. I should have grabbed something. And you would leave Alicia in the car. So she's like she knew she'd been like to the house, just yeah. not inside it. Red flag. Three hours later, Alicia calls Carolyn in hysterics. What? I was gonna say what? This dude's married? Basically. And yeah, nailed it. Uh, red flag. So Angel had been lying to her the whole time. They've dated for about six months. Mm. The girl he was living with was obviously not his sister. So Alicia breaks up with Angel. She's like, I am not doing this. Uh, she was just a side at Thanksgiving. Um, I'm pretty sure I only ate sides at Thanksgiving. <laughs> Apparently so does Angel. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> so Ooh. Alicia... Alicia and Carolyn had kind of like made a little pact in their uh, teenage years, I guess. Mm. I don't know. And at some point in their lives that they weren't going to date men who cheated or abused them, which. Yes. So Alicia stood strong in this. She. He's he tries to tell her like, oh, like we sleep in separate rooms. We're not together. She's not have Alicia is not having any of this. She's like, no, fuck you. Absolutely, I'm not doing this. Which, yeah. as she should. As she fucking should. Yeah, dude's a scumbag, man. Uh, yeah. Angel did not take no for an answer. He called and called and called, showed up at her job, called her job to the point where Alicia's bank manager got on the phone with Angel and he's like, look, dude, I'm trying to run a business. You can't call here like this. If you call again, I'm calling the police. Um... A whole year goes by without anything. Like, so it's been a year since Alicia broke up with angels. Now we're in 2002. It's New Year's Day. Well, fresh 2002. Alicia's up in New York visiting Carolyn. She surprised her. Around 5 a.m., Alicia's phone starts blowing up. I mean, Alicia declines the call. It rang again. Boom. I mean, she did this repeatedly to the point where Carolyn wakes up. She's like, what is going on? Like, what's what's happening? And Alicia says it's coming from a private number that's calling her. Uh, Carolyn tells her to answer it because it could be something with Clarissa. Mm. 
And so uh, Alicia's like, all right, like, you're right. I'll answer it. Uh, it was not. It was Angel. But we don't. So at this point, Carolyn can only hear Alicia's side of the phone call. He can, She can hear, like, a man's voice. We can't make out what he's saying. And all she, all Alicia's saying, like, how did you get my number? Um, it's none of your business. It doesn't matter. Stuff like that. Um, she finally puts the caller on speakerphone, and that's when Carolyn realizes, oh, shit, it's fucking Angel. And he's like, where are you? Who are you fucking? And she's like, it's none of your business what I'm doing. Like, it doesn't matter. Leave me alone. Um, you know, typical crazy ex-boyfriend mm. bullshit. She tells Carolyn that he's mad that she won't get back together with him. And it's at this time that she says that sometimes he shows up where she's at, like barbecues, at the mall, like wherever she is, sometimes he will just like pop up. That's not creepy. Right? Stalking. He's like, literally stalking her. It's like this dude had Apple AirTags in her car before Apple AirTags were a thing. You, yeah. So Carolyn goes into big sister mode and says, like, do I need to be worried? Alicia is like, no, he's just mad. We're not getting back together. It's fine. But, of course, being the big sister, she calls her Aunt Dorothy, tells her what happened while Alicia was in New York. And Dorothy says that Alicia will be fine. We'll keep an eye on her. Keep an eye out. Keep an ear out whatnot the next month february carolyn can't take her mind off alicia can't you know just like she can't stop worrying about her so she plans a trip down to orlando to go visit they had a great weekend they go to universal she carolyn spends way too much money on clarissa as she should um alicia pulls carolyn aside and tells her she's exciting news for her and carolyn's like are you are you fucking pregnant like what's going on and she's like, no, Caleb and I are going to get married. And he's like, finally ready to be a family man and whatnot. He's got his shit together. So Caroline's like, hell yeah. Let, absolutely. Like, when is this happening? Um, I'm pretty sure it was going to be fall of the next year, summer next year, something like that. Um, so... Carolyn leaves Orlando feeling pretty good. You know, like Alicia's back with Caleb. So there's a man in her house and all this. Or so she thought they did not. They weren't living together just yet. But there's a man in her life at least. Yeah. So, you know. So she seemed to be doing a lot better, Alicia. And Alicia and Dorothy dropped Carolyn off at the airport. They hugged goodbye. And little did Carolyn know that that was the last time she'd ever see Alicia. Alicia is planning a day. So this is, it didn't really give me like an exact date of when this happened. Um, but there was a day that Alicia was planning a day at the fair with her friends and Clarissa was spending the night with Caleb. So Alicia goes to the fair as planned, but at, at some point things go south when Angel pops up. 
Oh, shit. So she turns, she just nopes the fuck out of there. She's like, no, I'm not doing this. I'm going home. And she does. The night before Monday, March 4th, 2002, Carolyn could not sleep a single wink. She says, call it what you want, intuition, whatever. You know, like, Carolyn basically raised Alicia, so, like, maybe they were connected somehow. She doesn't know, but she, when I, like, she says, I could not sleep. She had, like, a sixth sense about it. Yeah, she couldn't sleep, and by the time 5 o'clock rolled around, she had to have been up to get ready for work anyway. She was, like, a doctor's assistant, or, like, a um, not a physician assistant. I think it's like a doctor assistant, whatever that is. Like an NA? Yeah. Nursing assistant? Yeah, something like that. Um, And she could not shake that sinking feeling that something was wrong. Mind you, she's in New York. She's back up in New York. Carol, or uh, Alicia's still down in Florida. Yep. Uh, When Alicia didn't show up to work at Colonial Bank in Castleberry, where she worked, her coworkers were. Very concerned and confused because that's not like Alicia. She'd be, she'd very reliable, always showed up earlier on time, wh- what have you. So the bank manager calls Dorothy and to figure out why Alicia didn't show up. It was around the same time that um, Alicia's sister Carolyn had walked into work. And her boss stops her, hands her the phone, and it was her Aunt Dorothy's husband saying, Carol, you need to get down. You need to go. It's Alicia. So. Fuck. She's like, I I can't imagine that feeling. So. Back down to Florida. We, Colonial Bank's opening, workers have realized Alicia's MIA, there was a call put in to the fire department that Cypress Club Apartments are on fire. Or at least one of them is. I'm assuming by what was said in like the source material that it wasn't like a total loss. It might have just, I think it was just Alicia's unit that sustained damage. Yeah, and I mean, I'm sure the the perpetrator of this murder did it to... Try to destroy evidence. We'll get there. Okay. So Alicia's downstairs neighbors come out. They they're um fire sprinklers mm-hmm. in their apartment are dripping. And they're like, what in the world? So they come out, see what's going on, they see there's fire upstairs. And they realize that Alicia and Clarissa are nowhere to be found. Oh, shit. Um, Clarissa's fine, by the way. She was not in the apartment. I'm not going to leave that hanging. <laughs> Clarissa's fine. Well, that's fine. good, because I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Clarissa is fine. She's still alive today. Like, all that. Um, her, So whenever her neighbor, her downstairs neighbors are like, fuck, where are Alicia and Clarissa? They immediately get worried. First responders open up alicia's apartment and just smoke is pouring out upon further investigation they find alicia's body she's badly burned and had sustained multiple stab wounds to her neck and chest there were pieces of furniture on top of her body that were set on fire investigators immediately thought 
that the fire was set on purpose to hide any evidence that could lead to the person who did this. There were no signs of forced entry, so either Alicia knew her killer or her door wasn't locked. Well, that's interesting. Lock your doors, people. Fucking right? Like, lock your damn doors. That's yeah, the first thing I I come home and I lock my door. Well, I mean, fucking Richard Chase, he, the, that's the whole thing with him. He, is, he, he, I locked uh, Eric out of the house. Yeah, like, just absolutely just, not. No, not, that's, I lock my fucking door. Yeah, that's the first yeah. thing I do when I walk in the door. When I leave your house, I literally flick the lock as I'm, oh, as I'm. I know you do. That's what you I appreciate best. that. But, I, but no. We, do you know how many times we check the door? Like we'll like after you leave, I'll lock the deadbolt, uh-huh. and then we'll lay in bed. And I'm like, do we lock the front door? And it's always locked. Yeah, it's never not locked. It's but just like, out of self consciousness to lock the front door. Lock your damn doors. Well, what I find fascinating about that if if the killer was Angel, which we will will we kind of dive into that. A little bit. What was available? Well, I think she would. She wouldn't have let him in. I also don't think she would let him in. So that tells me, either her door was unlocked, or he's not the fucking person. Yeah. Which we'll we'll bounce back and forth. All right. Um. There was a witness testimony of a young white man running from the apartment prior to hearing the complex's fire alarms going off. Um, I have no idea what the fuck Angel looks like. Um, oh, they didn't post any photos of him? Well, he's literally not. not he, he's not, like, a suspect. No, he was cleared. Mm. Spoiler alert. Sorry. So... ATM activity showed that Angel was in the area the night of the fire and he confessed to going over to Alicia's apartment um, but it was an amicable interaction. Mm. I forget when that when he said that happened but he said it in interrogation. Well, that doesn't sound right. Um, there was a small amount of evidence to link Angel to the fire, uh, which was like the driving force of him being arrested. But it didn't hold up because Angel's roommate said, and he's like, oh, no, this is me. His alibi checked out. Yeah. And uh, so it was like an hour difference or something like that. Yeah. Wasn't that due to the ATM being in like a different time zone or something? Yeah. Something crazy like that. Shit? Yeah. Uh, so Florida has this really fucked up, uh, speedy trial. It's, it is like, it's a statute of limitation in a way, but the state attorney has 175 days. Is it from like, you have the right to remain silent, all anything you, so from your Miranda rights, 175 days later from, from your booking. So once you're booked. Well, yeah. I mean, if you're being re- you're read Miranda rights, you're being booked. Well, I mean, from the time you're like processed. Yeah. So you're in jail. You have a hundred and se- the state attorney has 175 days to take it to trial for and, a felony. Yeah. For a felony. I think it's like 90 something for a misdemeanor. But the whole point of it is 
that they don't want to tie up a murder trial with somebody who could potentially be innocent or whatever and drag that person through that because that's time that they won't ever get back. And then it drags the family through it. But in the court of public opinion, that that's never what happens. And God knows how many fucking murders have gone unsolved because of this law. So because of this statute of limitation, the clock kept ticking on angel, even though he was released. And now, even if evidence did come forward 20 years later, if evidence, new evidence came to light, he could not be charged with her murder because it's past the statute of limitations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's past that speedy trial rule that they have. It would fall under double jeopardy. Yep. So. They can get it from arson. Ain't that a fucking bitch. They can get it from arson. I, I I'm sure there's arson in the yeah, docket. I, I'm sure they threw any it. fucking charge, charge they could get. Yeah. But because he had an alibi and the the time zone difference on the ATM versus like where it was. Yeah. Ain't that a fucking bitch. I got, I got some theories. Let's continue. Um, if anyone has any information, I mean, that's literally where it ends. That's it. All right. If anyone has any information regarding Alicia's case, you are encouraged to contact the orange County Sheriff's office at four zero seven. Two five four seven thousand. If you want to remain anonymous and be considered for a five thousand dollar reward for any information leading to an arrest, call Central Florida Crime Line at eight hundred four two three eight four seven seven, or it spells out tips. Yeah, that was our last cold case deck. So, ladies, what are your theories before I get into mine? I, there was the. What was this in two thousand two? There's gotta be a little bit more evidence than that. I mean, I'm sure there is. Sure, a ton of it was fucked up by the fire, though. Yeah, but not a lot of it was released, or at least it wasn't to like to the public. I, I mean, don't know. all right. I have a theory. Mm. And this isn't a, this might go against the grain. Are you going to say Caleb did it? Nope. Okay. No, I doubt that. I do too. But it's probably one of her friends, somebody she knew, somebody she would let in. And he was probably pissed off or they were pissed off that she was getting back with Caleb because they wanted to be with her because it sounds like a crime of passion. Yeah. Like an argument happened and it went fucking sideways. No one ever specified if there was any sign of struggle. They just said that like there was no sign of forced entry. Exactly. But I mean furniture on top of her. Yeah. To burn her quicker. I don't know. I don't know what the point of that was. They need to kindle. I don't know. Smash the table or something then. 
I don't know. Rip the. I mean, upholstery goes up quick, dude. Angel's last name is Oregon. How the fuck did you find that? <laughs> Sorry. Quick Google search, Sam. I did a Google search. It. It's on the Orlando Sentinel. I literally. Told Maybe, there we I go. I literally typed in. Oh, and I'll tell you what I typed in. My other theories. I typed it's, in uh, her name and then cold case and then I typed in Angel, and it's the second one down. I did not put those together. So it happens to the best of us. It's all good. But my other theory is that it's Angel's wife. Oh, yeah. I thought about that. But then, like, why would she let her in? Exactly. So and that doesn't work. So I'm still going with my main theory. That was a friend of hers. It was a friend that had feelings for her and he got all pissed off. Like, why are you going back to this fucking guy? He's a fucking waste of space. And then she's like, well, I love him. And then he lost his shit. Maybe. And he was tried or attempted to try for murder and arson. So, yeah, he would be like double jeopardy. Yeah. If he did do it. So allegedly. 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 Um, I do pay attention while we're doing these episodes. I want you guys to know that. I mean, honestly, I don't think he did it. I'm going to be real honest with you. I don't think he did it. It just, if she was that, like, afraid of him, she wouldn't let him in. I don't think she was necessarily afraid of him after a year of it. I think she just didn't want to deal with it. Yeah, I think she was like, well, it is what it is, dude. open the fucking door? Well, I mean, there's no proof that she did. Her door could have been unlocked. Could have been. I'm I'm still going with my working theory on it. Because it sounds like those are crime of passion wounds. Which would put him in a crime of passion Let me territory. She, yeah, she did just tell him, like, we're not getting back together. Leave me the fuck alone. Yeah, I mean, if, he, if her door was unlocked, I would say he's probably your guy. And a month prior, she tells her sister that she's getting back with Caleb. So I'm sure they were seen around town together. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know. It could go either way. I agree. It it all hinges on whether the door was unlocked or locked. And there's no way of knowing that. We'll never know. So you guys can just edge on that one for a week. I love cold cases. And if you have any theories, let us know. We would love to hear your theories. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I guess it's time to unveil the the big two-parter that we're going to do for this series. Are we doing it? I mean, like, are we telling them right now? Yeah, fuck it. So, guys, we are going to cover John Benet Ramsey. <laughs> I'm so excited. We're doing a two-parter on John Benet Ramsey. And then after that, we'll go on our Christmas break for two weeks, and then we'll come back with one more cold case. A personal favorite to Sam that she has requested that we cover. So we'll be kicking off the new year with one last cold case. After our, after our rest in the crypt. Yeah. After a much need, needed vacation. Yes. I'm so excited for the next two. Oh, the next two episodes are going to be... Awesome. I mean, the next two cases. Oh, so yeah, the next, next three two episodes. cases. Yeah, so next three episodes. And then we're back on to our... 
regularly scheduled programming. Woo. I'm going to be so like full of conviction in these next three episodes. Oh yeah. <laughs> and this next year we have one hell of a lineup. I I can't even think about the lineup right now. I'm so excited. Uh, if you guys could see the look on Sam's face. It's great. But Christian, it's time for your your weekly duties. Is it sharing the socials? Yes. We love you guys. This has been fun. Sam has turned me and Eric on to at least enjoying cold cases. I don't hate them. I don't hate them. <laughs> I used to hate them. I used to, if I would watch a show, I'd be like, nah, I'm done. It was don't give me what the fuck is going to happen. I want to know. It was Snooze City, and I didn't want to see the same like photo 50 times floating across the screen in oh different directions. Oh, my God. Directions. No. Mm-mm. I, I, I get that. You like it for the theories. I do. I I mean, like, yes, I do love, like, crime, investigation, conviction, Look, done. I, I'm the type of guy that's like, and the vaginas were found underneath the oven. <laughs> I mean, I do enjoy those also. I like that I am not a discriminatory true crime junkie. I want fucking gore and serial killers and just depravity. I also want that. Yeah. I just want my cryptids. That makes me happy. And we got a ton of them coming up next year. I'm so excited. And we got murders and we are going to do a little more focus on things not of this world next year also. So excited. There's going to be a lot of, uh, UFOs and abductions and stuff this next year coming up. So, so 2023 is going to be out of this world. But so make sure if you guys want to keep up with what we're doing and also to interact with us. We actually really enjoy it when you guys yeah. uh, ask us questions and Love react to our photos. Obviously, the producer and the intern enjoy it. Eric, you oh, horrors yeah. our cats I out for our it. cats out for content. For um, but make it's all sure about you guys, content, baby. Yep. Make sure you guys are following us on Facebook, Instagram. Make sure you guys are sharing, liking, downloading all the things, leaving reviews. Downloads are very important. Yes. Please make sure that your auto downloads are on so you don't miss any of our episodes. Because it's about to get wild. It is. And we love you, creepies. Yes, we do. Yes. Stay creepy, guys. Stay spooky. Mm -hmm. Yep. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.